Welcome to Passports and Postcards, where we discuss everything travel, from cultural inspirations to exciting destinations and everything in between. With your host, Randall McKeown. Welcome to Passports and Postcards. On today's show, I am glad to have with us Ankit Shukla. Ankit moved from India with his parents and his brother when he was just one year old. He grew up and attended University of Nevada, Reno, where he achieved his bachelor's degree in nursing. Ankit started traveling in 2010 and has lived in eight different states. Ankit is more than just a nurse. He's an award-winning author, motivational speaker, and he, I hear he wants to become a life coach. So welcome to the show, Ankit. How are you today? Oh, I'm doing really great. Thanks for having me on. A little bit about your life in Nevada before you started traveling. Sure. And actually, uh, one thing I wanted to add to that was um, it's actually since the time I wrote that eight states, it's actually like up to about maybe 12 or 13 because I've uh, added more since uh, my traveling days, my travel nursing days. <laughs> Excellent. Maybe so. later on we can get into some of those states that you've actually been to. So absolutely, it's always nice to hear people when they travel. Yes, absolutely. So, I mean, growing up in Nevada, I mean, it was it was nice. I, it was the only thing I really knew. Um, you know, it was kind of the, I guess it's, you know, considered the Wild West by many. And, you know, I didn't notice it growing up. It, it just was kind of where I was growing up. But, you know, looking back, I would say that's fairly true in a lot, in a big sense. And, you know, it, it was a good place to grow up. Uh, um, it, it was kind of, it was a lot smaller back then. We're talking, you know, 20, 30 years ago. It was, it was definitely smaller back then. It's grown, especially a lot of the suburbs and uh, so on. Um, but yeah, it, so I grew up there pretty pretty much my whole life. Uh, lived in kind of the almost the same neighborhoods. Uh, we, you know, went to Sparks High. It was a fairly nice school. Had some good teachers. Uh, my parents weren't. Um, they certainly weren't rich, but they. We always had food on the table. Always had a roof over our heads. The bills were always paid. Um, which I'm very shocked that my, I mean, my parents did have financial issues, but they never, I guess I, we never struggled immensely because of it. Uh, we, we always had all our necessities met, which I was, I was very surprised because just seeing what my parents made when, as an adult, I actually saw what my parents made during that time. And I was just thinking to myself, man, how, how did we make it? <laughs> how did we have all the stuff we did have? Um, based on what they made and I was pretty shocked and you know they were very good with their money which which is good I'm I some of that uh, came rubbed off on me but you know I'm probably less responsible with money than they are actually I know I am but I can afford to be a little bit thankfully um, yeah it was a good good place to grow up we um, had a nice comfortable home I had we lived in low, low income housing until I was about eight or nine and then we bought our first home uh, my parents bought their first home and it was nice. It was a nice home. And then we, uh, you know, I attended the University of Nevada, Reno, majored in nursing, as you said. And then after nursing school, I just had a real inkling to move on and travel somewhere else. I had rarely, barely traveled at all in the States or really anywhere at all. You know, not much outside of California and maybe a couple other places. So once I got out of college, I really, I had the desire to move on and keep traveling. So that's what I did. 
Now you you say that uh, you had this inkling, like did it just one day you just say, or were you thinking about it and planning it maybe while you were in university, saying that when I'm done my schooling, I'm gonna you know lift the anchor and just see where the ship takes me. Yeah, it, it had been a thought in my mind since you know late high school, early college. I knew I would be doing it at some point. Um, I thought. I thought that I would probably work in my hometown for like a year or two before doing that. However, I don't know, just kind of my last year of college or my last semester, there was just a lot going on. There was just, uh, there were a lot of issues in my hometown that I just didn't really want to deal with anymore. And um, I was talking to a lot of nurses that had moved out of state and just kind of moved wherever they could. Um, you know, out of school because they could do so. And I just kind of had that thought in my mind, you know what, why not? Why wait? Why not just start moving? So I probably did it a lot sooner than I originally planned, but, you know, it worked out well. Well, I know as a, for myself as a young person, I had a great fascination with geography. And I had a dream of visiting all the places in the world. And I knew that was impossible. And I knew Someone like you growing up, my uh, my mom raised us, a uh, single mom. And again, as you said, I'm surprised how parents can actually provide for their children. They sacrifice a lot for us to give us a better life. And when I look back at what she had to deal with financially, I'm going like, I, I never missed a meal. I always had, you know, clean clothes. If not new, they were handed oh. down because I had an older brother, mm-hmm. but they were fairly new. Uh, games uh we traveled a bit not not out of province but we did travel we went visit family and that so yeah looking back on it now and knowing what she had it was amazing what she was able to do but again she never traveled much so i don't know where i got the travel bug from um i just think that there's as we grew up there's more and more exposed to us whether it be films whether it be radio music um, the fact to study geography in school, knowing that there's more out there. And sometimes in your own community, as you said, you just, you know, there's something saying, look, I have to, I have to go. Now, where was the first state that you moved to when you <laughs> left to tr- start traveling? Um, the first state I lived outside of uh, Nevada, it was uh, Massachusetts, Boston. I just kind of had a fascination with the city of Boston just kind of the culture and I don't know, it was just a very completely different world. I mean, the Northeast New England is a completely different world. And like it is in most parts of the United States, I mean, you go from state to state, it's just, it's vastly different, but I mean, the East coast, New England is just vastly different from the West coast. So I just kind of wanted to experience that culture. There was just something driving me there. Well, I think Boston itself has a lot to offer Well, anywhere in the States, but I mean, Boston being right there on, on the water there and it was as i know it's been really advancing over the last 20 30 years a lot of change i remember i visited years ago and just before i was or just after i left they're building a new bridge and uh it looks more like the sunshine bridge in in florida i think in the tampa area but um you know we love the fact we were there we like boston common Everybody, yeah. when they go to Boston, they go to Cheers, even though it doesn't look like what it's supposed to on the TV. But uh, we went downstairs and and had a social drink, and uh, 
And of course, we had to go through the uh, souvenir store and pick up a few things for the family. But I love the Boston area, um, the East Coast of the United States, anywhere along the Eastern Seaboard. I've traveled a lot. So you went to Boston. How long did you stay in that area? Uh, almost a year or so. And then. So it was basically <laughs> just, you know, experience it and then it's time to move on. Yeah. We talk about you've actually visited 13 states. Can you let us know what are some of the other places you lived at and maybe some things that you really enjoyed about those places? Yeah, I've lived in um, Arizona. Uh, you know, I've done a lot of stints in California. Obviously, I grew up in Nevada. I also did an assignment in Las Vegas uh, later on, actually just a couple of years ago. Uh, you know, and I've lived um, in, you know, in Texas, Nebraska, um, Atlanta, Georgia. I worked there for a while. You know, I worked a lot in the D.C. area. I'm um, also Maryland and Virginia, which are which border it. So uh, New Mexico, New Mexico. You know, so and now you know I live in Colorado, so obviously there a lot. <laughs> well, so you have been very nomadic. You've traveled and explored, and along the way, you've uh, learned things about different places. And I too love to travel and. Hopefully, I'll see more of Canada. I am in Canada. I've been to British Columbia, and I've been through Quebec and the Maritimes and a few places in Ontario, but not really up north. So in my own country, there's lots to see, and I know that uh, you're just um, – and, and I want to let listeners know that you're not just a nurse. You have other skill sets. I know that you're uh, – best-selling author, and you won the National Academy of Best-Selling Authors Quilly Award. Can you tell us a bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. This was shortly after I had written my first book, and then I was really trying to get my name out there. I got connected with a, a group of people. They were working on a book with uh, Brian Tracy, and a lot of us kind of contributed our own chapters and topics. Um, into the book to compile an entire book later on. So we were all part of that group, and that's um, how we all were kind of rewarded for our contributions to a, a best-selling book. So that was a lot of fun. You know, it was fun to be out in, you know, Hollywood and, you know, just kind of experience that whole environment for a while. It, it was nice. You know, it was, you know, it kind of inspired me to keep writing for sure. I I enjoyed it a lot. And yeah, it's it's that kind of a catapulted me into you know writing a lot of other books. Well, I think too with the recognition. Now, I did see the the video where you got the award, and I saw your interview after the award. So you were very very excited for that, and and you well deserved. You know, can you tell us the listeners a bit about what you wrote in that book? Uh, yeah, so my particular chapter was regarding adapting to change and how change is going to occur, whether we like it or not. So we have to learn to love it and live with it and embrace it because otherwise we're just going to be left behind. <laughs> um, you know, the world is a cha is changing quickly and it's becoming more and more prevalent as time goes on. So, you know, we can't live in the past. <laughs> where's, where's your next writing? What are you going to be writing about next? Oh uh, yeah. So my, I wrote a book regarding my travel. My first book was a motivational book. Uh, Don't live the good life, live the better life. And then yeah. Yeah, my second book was related to my travel nursing career. Uh, so I just kind of tell stories about me being a traveling nurse. 
Um, I wrote a book um, called, oh, that, that particular book is called Going Global, The Life of a Traveling Nurse. Um, I wrote another book called uh, uh, Crossing the Bedside, which is basically a um, compilation of various stories from different healthcare workers and what th some of their most memorable stories that they experienced on the job. Um, I, uh, I wrote a children's book recently. It's called um, I Love Your Food. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a good, it's a, kind of a story about um, how people come together because of the love of the same food. And the story follows a few different characters. One of them is a bully who kind of, you know, who picks on kids, by, but by the end of the book, you kind of realize why he's that way. And he also, um, he also kind of falls in love with one of the characters that he initially bullies because of his kindness and the fact that he loves his food. <laughs> Sounds like a good kid story in it, and there's a, a a lesson in the book. So, I think those are very interesting types of books that we need to share with our children. Are you working on any writings right now? Yeah, absolutely. There's a book I'm working on, um, and I recently hooked up with a new publisher, which is nice, uh, Lit Genius Books. So, which is we're a kind of a small operation, and we hope to grow as time goes on. But uh, yeah, one of the books I'm working on is um, is kind of it's a fictional fictional story about a Indian family immigrating to America and kind of some of the challenges they go through. Um, there's something I'm going to be writing related to, you know, the word we didn't want to mention earlier, yeah. but I'll, I'll go ahead and say, you know, COVID, but uh, you know, there's a book related to COVID that I'm writing uh, kind of a inspirational story. Well, that's good. You know, I, I talked to a lot of people about your pers people's perspective on, on the, the past year. Is it a good thing? Is it a bad thing? Well, it depends on how you look at it and depends on how you've been affected by it. So in some cases, some people say it's a positive because it's brought the family closer together. And mm -hmm. others say that it's actually brought, it's bad because it's kept people apart, loved ones apart. It's affected their work lives mm -hmm. and it may have affected their family and friends health wise. So, you know, it's, it's going to have its place in history. Um, I'm not going to write it in any of my chapters. It's going to be, you know, someone can else write about it. I, I just don't want to write about it. But my understanding is that you, you're nursing your, your, you have a specialty. You're a dialysis nurse. And with that type of skill set, you're able to take that. And is that why you're able to move around from state to state and still continue to practice nursing? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, and you know, you can become a traveling nurse in almost any specialty. Um, dialysis is big because, you know, it exists everywhere. You know, even in the small towns or big cities, there's always going to be dialysis clinics or hospitals that do dialysis. So it's definitely a um, good skill set to have for sure. What is on your bucket list when we can travel freely? Oh, I mean, there's so much. I mean, before, you know, before COVID struck, we had planned a cruise. Um, you know, through the Seuss Canal. So, you know, we would have kind of got to see that area of the country, kind of more Eastern Europe and, um, you know, a little bit of the Middle East. I've done a lot of road trips back and forth through the United States from one end to the other. I would love to do a road trip, you know, kind of east to west in Canada. That would be great. Um, you know, there's, you know, I see, you know, there's like this, um, I mean, I don't even know if I'm going to get an opportunity to do this, but there's like this walking path where you can literally walk from Southern Africa 
all the way up to I think it's I don't some place in Russia. I don't remember if it's Siberia or where it is. But you can <laughs> literally walk. It takes like 500 days if you walk eight hours a day. Like, yeah. So it's like a whole year of or a year and a half of walking. But yeah. So I mean, there's there's so many things on my bucket list. I would definitely love to see more of Southeast Asia. You know, mainly like Thailand or Vietnam. And you know, of course, there's certain would love to travel just within the states a lot more. <laughs> you know, there's lots of things in my own backyard that I haven't seen yet. <laughs> and and that's, a, you know, as we talk about that, uh, I would say in the last five or six podcasts I've done, we do talk a little bit about the domestic travel and that it's surprising when we talk to people how little they've traveled in their own country. So I agree with you there. And I know there's a lot more in Canada that I want to see. Well, there's a lot more in the United States I want to see. I've seen some stuff, but I'd like to see a lot more. Um, as I call my American cousins, they're not my neighbors, they're my cousins. I enjoy traveling through the States. We've done mostly through the uh, East Coast, all the way down to Florida, driving down. Uh, I've been to uh, Chicago, Salt Lake City. I've been to Las Vegas, uh, San Francisco. So I've seen some places, but there's so much. And when I say to people, one of my very first trips to the States was a driving trip. And as I'm driving through the mountains, uh, through places like Virginia, um, Georgia, even stopping in Georgia, you know, never before did I see these places or places like this in, in real life. You know, you maybe see something on TV, but you don't know if it's real or it's been made by the studio. But I always thought of the U.S. as being big cities. And what mm -hmm. I found is they're little towns, mm -hmm. wonderful yeah. people hardworking people, yeah. proud people. So I really enjoy traveling through the States and I really tr enjoy traveling in Canada. Mm -hmm. I have to do more of it. But again, you know, we have a life and we try to get this all in our one life. So it's, it's dreams that we have. And like I said, a bucket list, we have to put on the bucket list and that way it's in order. We cross it off. When we do it. I wish you the best in, in your one about walking from Africa all the way up into maybe northern Russia. That would be something to actually come have you come back on the show and talk about and say, yeah, it was on my bucket list and I was able to complete it. And this is my experience because I know definitely if you did that, you come back as a totally changed person and open your eyes to a lot of things that maybe you haven't seen before. Because I find with travel, when I come back, it's like I appreciate everything I have here and I realize that I have more than I need. I may not have all that I want, but I always have more than I need. So I wish you the best on your bucket list. Yeah. Now, is there anything you'd like to close off? Uh, inspiration or a tip for people that are traveling um, that you've found worked for you? Um, I mean, I just, uh, I would just say, you know, give traveling a chance. I mean, if there's a place you've always wanted to go, you know, definitely find a way to get there. I, you know, never you know, never dismiss a place just by its name. You may actually find a lot of hidden treasures in um, random areas that you never knew existed. You know, whenever you're traveling to a new place, try to get in touch, engage with a lot of the local cultures, which whether it's, you know, events, food, especially, you know, try to do experience life in that particular area. Even if it's just within the States, I mean, you're going to experience a different life, different types of food, different types of people in Nebraska or Texas than you would in New York or California 
So, I mean, it's, I think it's important when you're traveling to really experience a lot of the local favorites, the local customs, a lot of the local flavors in that area. I mean, it's kind of drives me nuts when people travel to places and uh, they kind of do the same stuff that they just do at home. And it's like, you know, don't you want to try this type of food or there? I'll, I'll tell you right now, if you're my traveling buddy and you do that, I'm going to be ditching you very fast. <laughs> no I hard hear, feelings. Well, actually I, hard feelings. I hear you. But, uh, <laughs> I hear you. I, know, I have uh, people I know that travel to the same place every year, year after year, the same week. And they go there because they met some people there that go the same week, but they don't leave the resort. Mm. They don't experience the culture or the people. Uh, they come back and and it, actually the resort they're staying at is more like staying at a hotel here in Canada or United States. Yeah. So why spend that money to go somewhere where you actually don't leave the property? You don't get to really know the people. I always say if uh, in destination, get out, learn about the people, and, and embrace yeah. their culture, try their food. I'm a foodie. I love food. So everywhere I go, I'll try it. If I don't like it, I won't eat again, but at least try it. Yeah. And and there's a lot of foods that I've found that I really like. So it's, um, yeah. yeah. I, and I couldn't bring it all back in my suitcase. So what's the strangest thing that you've eaten? I would say, well, not really strange, but I'll tell you that for the longest time, I wouldn't eat guacamole. Hmm. I just looked at it and to me, it just, just looking at it and, and my body just said, no, you're not going to eat that. And it happened the last time I was in Mexico. Um, almost every meal I had, it was there. So when the lady said to me, oh, you got to try this. And I go, no, just try it. Okay, fine, I'll try it. And she goes, look, it's all inclusive. So if you don't like it, you don't eat it. It's not like you're paying for it. So yeah. Okay, fine. So I tried it. That was my second day there. Well, the rest of the six days, every day I had guacamole two or three times a day. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. you don't know until you try it. And that's what I say. Um, I haven't eaten any crickets yet. You know, maybe if they're covered in chocolate, maybe. Mm, um, yeah. You know, people look at, they'll see things on TV and they go, oh, how can people eat that? And then the people over there look and see what we're eating to go, how can people over there eat that? So it's, you know, every culture has its different uh, foods that may interest you, may not interest you, but don't knock it till you try it. That's what I say. Yeah, exactly. What's the strangest food you've eaten? Um, I've had a few different things. I've um, obviously when I was in Australia, I had a kangaroo. Um, I had, um, uh, I've had octopus. I've had an alligator. I haven't eaten snake yet, but um, when I was in um, the Philippines, was it, Phil no, I'm sorry, not Philippines, South Korea, uh, we were at a um, kind of a, kind of a Korean barbecue place, but you know, they also had like these boiled crabs, boiled fish yeah. that we could eat. So we, there's actually like fish that you, they bring you. It's not a fish, but it's some type of sea creature. And I can't remember the name yeah. of it but it's actually still moving and alive when it's boiling in the water and then you just eat it like, uh, you know, quickly. So it's, that was probably the strangest thing I've eaten was something that was still kind of alive, I guess. <laughs> um, I've heard of people eating live octopus, but you have to eat it a certain way. Otherwise it's very dangerous yeah. because they're the suction yeah. cups on your tentacles can get, can get trapped on your throat yeah. and basically choke you to death. I've not, I've not, I've eaten octopus, but not live octopus. <laughs> yeah, I've had calamari, but that's about as close as I get to it. It's got to be cooked. I'm not eating it right out of the sea. 
Yeah. But I, I can't say that I've had a uh, gator um, when we're down in Florida. I've tried it um, and shocked people I were with, like my in-laws were with, with us. And they're like, oh, my God, you're eating that. Or one time, uh, usually my mother-in-law can sort of tell me by menu what I'm going to eat. But I surprised her one time by ordering, um, I call it's called dolphin fish or my, my white fish. Mm-hmm. And she's like, you didn't have a hamburger. You're eating dolphin. I go, not dolphin, not the ones, you know, it's a different type of fish. So I explained to her what it was. But uh, again, we have to try where we are. I love jerk chicken from Jamaica. You know, I try to get it here in Toronto. It doesn't taste the same. Maybe I'll find a place here because there are a lot of places in Toronto that sell it. So hopefully when things open up, because we're back in lockdown again, severe lockdown for the province. But um, get over this word i won't say the word but we'll get over it and uh i hope that we can get over it soon so people can get traveling again and i want to thank you again for being on the show i'd definitely like to have you back especially if i hear if i catch wind that you're doing that trip from africa to russia on foot that would be an amazing story um that would be not just a book but it'd be an epic movie (laughs) yes yeah it would be Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Randy.